to another podcast episode by Safari 22. Today is our 23rd episode, and this one has been a challenging one for me because God has asked me to go in a different direction. And the way God works is it's never really that clear, even though when we do get the answer, it's like, oh yeah, it really was that clear. So it took a little bit of time to get to where I'm at, and I'm really, really, really excited to talk about this topic because, like I said, it's really going to help us benefit immensely. And what I'm about to talk about is family dynamics. Now, for those of you that have been listening, you know that most recently, my family, unfortunately, has gone through a divorce. Okay, it's been over a year now since we found out that my dad, who was a pastor, uh, was unfaithful to my mom for, they've been married for over 35 years. Okay, I've been around, well, I just turned 28 this week, but for 27 years, my, I knew my dad as a pastor. And that is something that has just recently happened to us. But now again, we, we know now, we know now what we know but leading up to it, there was a lot of family dynamics. And something that really struck me is that the divorce rate in America is over 50%. And that's not even considering the people that are in a relationship that really shouldn't be in a relationship and all this and all that other stuff, okay? So what I'm realizing is there is a lot of strain on family dynamics and as i've been doing this podcast episode i have realized that the number one attack of the enemy is on family dynamics on family relationship satan the world hates a, a community satan hates a family he hates it and that is his number one attack on us as a society as christians as a church he wants to break us up. And God is always telling me, don't worry. Okay, don't, don't concern yourself so much about what the world is doing. All right, focus on what I'm doing. So what I'm here to do is talk about how, okay, we can have a great family life, how we can have this amazing, amazing companionship between a man and a woman, between a wife and her husband, and their children and all the extended family from there and 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 this 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 goes on this picture continues right Be, with friends and, and teammates and co-workers and classmates and all this other stuff all right so the family dynamic is everywhere and, and the world hates it okay i'm not going to get into all the strategies of the world but i'm going to talk about how how god helps us have a fruitful family life all right and I'm going to use my past experiences in the Bible and what God has revealed to me and other people that I trust have said to me. And we're going to really talk about, one, we know it's important, two, but how, how to have a good family dynamic. Now, I have found that men, okay, men, they are the leader of the household, but women, and this is very important women are the influencers of the household all right and god has shown me a lot of things about women specifically and one thing is that eve was tempted by satan first not because she was weaker and not because she's inferior to adam 
but because she was the one that has the influence over Adam, okay? And so and if we think about this, women have a great, 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 great responsibility in the family dynamic, all right? Men, yes, are the leader. They are the face of the household. That is their role, okay? I'll get into roles more in a different podcast, but I just want to explain this general idea first. But women, all right, they really they really really okay are the influencers so people say it like this okay men are the head of the household but women are the neck right the neck tells you where your head is going right left or right okay so women if you're listening to this i'm going to talk about a man's perspective and men are going to identify with just about everything that i'm saying to some degree but women if you're listening to this i'm going to tell you this right now you will be all the wiser all right, I have read a lot of books that were written towards and for women, just by God uh, or by biblical authors, just to see what that perspective was like. And it's given me a lot of wisdom. And so if you're a woman, I strongly encourage you to continue to listen to this podcast going forward because it'll give you a lot of influence because you're going to have great insight of what it is that your one, maybe boyfriend, two, fiance, three, husband, you've been married for for a long time going to give you a lot of insight into why he is the way that he is and if you're raising a son this is be strongly encouraged to listen to this because it'll be very fruitful for you all right with that being said all right i'm going to talk about some of my experiences growing up okay so growing up i always thought of women as inferior i thought because of sports uh intellect okay men they love to provide all right and there's only two ways a man can provide through his intellect and through his physical abilities. And that's some, some men only do one and some men only do others. And some men don't do either because of a lot of reasons. All right. This podcast is not about that, but I will say this, all right. For those of you that are listening, all right, especially women, a man can provide in two ways, his intellect and his physical abilities. Eventually our physical abilities wear out and eventually our intellect will wear out, all right? And so a man that is getting older, he feels that he is becoming insignificant in those two areas. This is uh, comparable to a midlife crisis, okay? And what a woman can do, all right, knowing that there is two ways a man finds approval, you can really tap into that in a godly way, all right? Now, what I'm going to say, again, is I thought women to be inferior in the sense that they couldn't provide. But I really didn't understand, okay, the role of me and the role of a woman in this, in this uh, life, okay, that we live in this world. And that was very naive. And the reason I didn't believe women were on an equal playing field as men is because I had a father that thought the same thing. Now, he didn't say it directly, and neither did I, and nobody does, um, but indirectly by actions and subconscious motives, we would suggest that you're here to play your role, but your role is inferior to my role. Okay, that's the general sense, and I'm, I know for a fact that every woman has felt this uh, in, in, in a lot of different ways. And so the first thing I should say is, as a man, I apologize to women. Uh, we haven't done a very good job. And now here's why, okay? Here's the reason men are insecure when they're around women. 
is because we haven't had a good sonship with our earthly father. I'm talking about in general. Okay, I specifically haven't. But men in general, okay, I should look up the rate of fathers in prison more than I should look up the divorce rate. But what I'm saying is this. I mean, the divorce rate is just an indicator of how badly sons have been raised by their fathers. And it's a generational curse. Their fathers, the wars before us, the generations before us, okay, there's a reason our fathers are the way that they are. And it's extremely, extremely unfortunate because the people that suffer, not only are the sons, but the, as the leader of the household, everybody underneath that household suffers. Therefore, the world suffers, okay? It's the butterfly effect. And what I'm saying is this, all right? The human race in general has not had a good father, all right? Because the father of this world before Jesus resurrected was Satan. Now, as a believer, we have a much different avenue. We have an option. We have a choice. We finally have a way to have a good father. And what this father does for us, okay, the way, what God wants for us first before anything else is for us to prosper in our family life, all right? And the way we've prospered in our family life is spiritually, mentally, and then physically. And everyone around us, are, especially our immediate family members, okay, they will prosper with us. And it's important that we know this because this is God after eternal life, okay, but the result of eternal life is our family goes with us to eternal life. That's why when God saw Noah as righteous, he took his entire family who he didn't see as righteous in the ark with him, all right? That's how much God cares about family life. And we have a much better way now because we have jesus this is before jesus now we have jesus it's it's and this is what i want to get at okay a lot of men have anxiety because we are insecure and the reason we're insecure is because old age all right we we digress intellectually or intellectually see i'm already <laughs> can't even say my words right and we digress physically and when we realize we can't provide through one of the two things, we start to feel insecure and we start to resent and we start to feel like we're going to lose everything that we had because the only reason we had it in the first place was because of the way that we could perform through one of those two avenues. And that is messed up, okay? A lot of men find their identity through those two things. And as we get older, we start to lose our identity in those two things. So then we start to think that we're going to lose our wife, we're going to lose our kids, we're going to lose everyone else around us. So what are we going to do? Well, there's lots of crazy things that people do, okay? That's called a myth that's likened to a midlife crisis. And what I'm saying is there's a much better way where we can consistently flow in God's grace. And this way is written in the Bible. It's having a relationship with our Heavenly Father. I don't care who your earthly father was, whether he was the greatest man in the world or the worst man in the world, he was a man nonetheless, and men are limited. And because they're limited, we have a limited sense of who we are. And what we need to do is we need to find out who we truly are, truly are through the word of God. That, this is how God speaks to us 
98% of the time, okay, and well, no, 100% of the time, and all the things based off of the word of God, he can speak to us in other ways, yes, absolutely, but the, but it's all based off the word of the God, wow, it's all based off of the word of God, okay, my intellectual sense is just fried right now, all right, but that's, it doesn't bother me because I know my identity is in Christ, and my family's identity is in Christ, and that's all we have to rely on. And it really takes off a lot of pressure for me, which relieves me of any anxiety. And something I really want for everybody to understand here is this. There's a verse in the Bible, Psalm 23.1. The Lord is my good shepherd, I shall not lack. We, as human beings, especially as fathers, we feel like we lack. Okay? Because there's all sorts of crazy things going on when you have a wife and kids or in your relationship you're like, oh, I can't understand women and all this and that, right? Because we feel like we lack and then we have anxiety and then all these things build up and then we age quicker, all right? These are, these are, this is all scientific. We age quicker because we feel inferior and all this, it's, it's, a, it's cyclical. We, we spiral down as humans or we spiral up and I'm talking to you guys right now about how to spiral up and what we need to do is we need to go back to what it was like to be a kid. Kids are awesome because they're so care free kids are carefree they don't care what's going to happen tomorrow they don't need to why because they have a good father they shall not lack they know the meal is going to be on the table no matter what they don't even have to cook it they don't have to worry about this they don't have to worry about that they're carefree and as humans as we grow up because of our earthly fathers now there's good things to this yes there's spiritual maturity there's an absolute time to be mature you don't give a Ferrari to a five-year-old, okay? But if this person's mature enough and blah, 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 they know how to drive and you give them a car, okay? That's how our relationship with God is as well. But what I'm saying is this, God doesn't starve you to teach you a lesson. He feeds the birds and they don't do any of the rat race stuff. So then why would we have any anxiety, okay? If, you're, if you as parents know how to give to kids, how much more does God know how to give to you specifically at that moment in time? God isn't a futuristic God. He is a God that is in the moment to moment right here, right now. And that is something that I would love to share with you guys next episode, okay, about how to work outside of time with God. Now, that's for next episode. But as we continue to talk about the dynamics of a family, okay? A lot of the reason, well, all of the reason, okay, men are the way that they are, is because their earthly father was one way. So men will either overcompensate for what they felt like their father lacked in, or they will undercompensate for where they feel like they lack in. And that's why it's important to read Psalm 23, 1, is because they shall not lack in anything, as who, as knowing that God is your good father that cares for you very very much unconditionally loves you unconditionally given you his son so that you can be his son all right it's important for us to know this okay and the other verse that i'm really harping on here right now is psalm 55 22 you guys know i love my 22s okay psalm 55 22 says cast your cares upon the lord and it really and it says you won't be you won't be for you won't have any anxiety so it's really important for us to know, okay, whatever our earthly father was, our fa father figure, whatever it was, okay, we have a heavenly father who says, you shall not lack, okay? I giving good gifts, or if I can feed the birds, I can feed you, all right? They don't strive, they don't struggle, they don't, they don't use their intellect and they don't use their physical abilities 
in the sense that they have to be demandful in how they how they eat and how they live. Okay, there's nothing wrong with using your intellect. There's nothing wrong with using your physical abilities to provide. Absolutely, God wants to use those two things and allow us to provide for our family. But again, God is the one that's saying, even if those things were taken away from you, I will still provide for you. I promise you, I, I will prosper you. I promise you, everything you touch shall prosper, All right? These aren't my words. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm saying this because this is really the fundamental, one of the fundamental pillars of a family dynamic is casting your cares upon the Lord, knowing that he is your good heavenly father. Therefore, it will reverberate. Wow, see, I can't talk today. Reverberate, reverberate. What's a better word? Wave, okay, to like wave through, Re. Wow, I'm gonna, this word will come to me soon. Reverbiate, all right, through your family life. First with your wife and then through your kids or through your significant other, your fiance, your future um, partner, all right? And so again, the reason I feel like I'm gonna talk about this probably for the rest of my life is because of what happened to me. All right, I talked to my mom a lot. I talked to my sisters a lot. They're both married. My brother's married, okay? He has twins. They all have kids, all right? And I, like I said, Satan attacks a family dynamic hardest. It's his, it's really his number one enemy. And the way he does that is by influencing the woman. Okay. And it's not because she's inferior, it's because she's actually smarter. She's she's the one that influences the man. So now again, it's interesting because the role of the man is the leader, all right, but the woman is the next. She really does control the dynamic all right but again if the man all right is feeling inferior the woman can influence him into being who he truly is in christ okay so women again i said you'll be so much more wiser if you listen to this you have a lot of influence why do you think instagram's full of women influencers okay because men care or at least with their sight about what women are doing all right and again the reason I thought women were inferior to a certain extent was because I was insecure. And I've had experiences with women, for those of you who have been listening, okay, I was accused of sexual assault. I was found not guilty. But in my mind, that's when it really, I never resented that person. I never actually, I was actually on the way out of that type of belief system before that even happened which is strange right it's almost like satan was trying to bring me back okay to a previous belief system that i had i was on my way out and that happened and then instead of falling back into what i was thinking i actually got really opened up a lot of doors to me like okay why would she do that what what is her purpose there blah blah blah, blah. and i'm not gonna get into that because that's not this isn't the time and place for that but i've learned a lot about family dynamics through that situation the dynamics between a man and a woman and why we are has so much discrepancy between us, discrepancy between, wow, my words today, discrepancy between us is because we're both insecure because we're, and we're both reacting off of our insecurities towards each other. And marriage is no different. Marriage, they'll be more open about their insecurities, but in an abrupt way, a very rude way, okay? Like, oh, we're married, so now we have to deal with this, right? It's not very romantic, no. And that is just as hurtful, okay, towards the man or the woman. And that is another topic for another day, okay, because I want to stick on the main thing. 
the main thing is this, okay? Once you see, okay, now I'm talking to men. Once you see women for who they really are and for what their role in life really is, which is very beautiful, okay? Then you'll start to see them as people that, and, and with a role that you can never do, honestly. Men can never do what women are naturally good at. Women are naturally good at nurturing, at bringing to life the things that are dead inside men and other people. Women are really good at communicating. Women are really good at expressing a lot of things. Basically, whatever a man is really bad at, women are really good at. And I used to not value those things. When I was a kid, I, when I was 18 years old, 17 years old, 16 years old, as a man, because I didn't have a very good father, where we just bury all the things that actually mattered, I used to resent in a way, women that were able to do that naturally, okay? And so that would bother me because I wanted to be able to do that subconsciously, but I couldn't. So what I did is I would just hit people really, really hard in football. That felt good and the world liked it. And so I found my identity in that. And a lot of men are doing what I was doing and they may not say it outwardly because culturally right now, it's not cool to look down on women, which I'm fine with. And I think that's fine. But if it's not really where your heart is at, you still need to go to God and ask yourself what's going on here, okay? And it's the same for women. Women look down on men because they've been hurt by men. But women, okay, we need to understand not to look at men as, as every man. Like one man is all man, okay? No. Or one man is your, he reminds me of my ex-boyfriend or, or my ex-husband, okay? And so that way, screw him. All right, he has these tendencies, right? That is looking to people in, in the lens of the past. And that is why forgiveness is so important. Now, again, that's a topic for another time, even though it's always my main topic. But this is the point, okay? Once we understand, all right, that women are truly amazing for what they were created to be. And now there's all sorts of uniquenesses that women have that as pertains to them. Whoever you are that's listening to this right now, okay, you have a unique gift and ability that nobody else can do other than you. All right, but in general, women have the role of influencing the men towards revitalizing, resurrecting who they are in Christ, okay? So I would embrace that. As a woman, embrace that role. Whatever that means to you specifically, okay, because that is between you and God, embrace that role. Now, men, you need to embrace your earthly father, okay? This is something that's very hard for men, okay? This is, but once you, okay, so let me just point out this dynamic for a man. All right. The greatest men in this world were pioneers. They were explorers. Okay. Neil Armstrong went to the moon. No one else has been there before. Okay. Christopher Columbus went across the ocean. Yes, I know all these things about him. Blah, blah, blah. He still went across the ocean. We know who he is. All right. All right. Because he was willing to go where no one had gone before, according to his culture. All right. And then all these other people that we've heard of. Okay. What they were were people willing to go where no one has else gone before. And what I'm saying is that's a physical representation, but the spiritual revelation that is much greater. As a man, are you willing to go into your heart where you've never gone before and allow God's grace to infiltrate it with light? Are you willing to look at all the insecurities and all of the things that you have buried deep, deep down because you didn't have a heavenly father? You don't, you don't see God as a true daddy God. When I was 23, 24, I had a critical choice to make okay god asked me he said will you call me daddy because abba in the hebrew is daddy and that is the name jesus referred to god as the entire time in his ministry other than one time all right and that's okay but i'll talk about that one time i'll say right here right now he was at the cross he bore all our sins 
And at the cross, he said, my God, my God, why did you forsake me? He didn't say father. That's the only time he didn't say father because he had all of our sins on him. Okay, that's the only time he didn't use the, the, the Hebrew word Abba, which in our culture would be parallel to daddy. And me, at that age, 23, 24, I was like, there's no way in heck I'm ever going to call anybody daddy, right? And then in my head, this was in my head. God even asked for me to say it out loud. In my head, I was like, that's gay, <laughs> okay? And you can think whatever you want to think about that, but that's, that, those are my thoughts. And the reason those are my thoughts is because it wasn't enough for Satan to say, that's stupid. It wasn't enough for Satan to say, that's dumb. Satan had to say, Josh, if you say that, that's, that's gay. Because in my mind at that time, all right. In the culture that I was raised in, the household that I was raised in, my dad was very against homosexuality. And I, that's a conversation for another time. But that was like the worst thing Satan could throw into my head at that time was if you call God daddy, that means you're gay. Okay. And this was in my head. This wasn't even out loud. Okay. And I did it. I did it. I took this little faith expressing itself in love and called him daddy God. And now I'm on a podcast telling the world, telling guys, if you can, all right, go where your heart has never gone before. Conquer that crap. Let the light shine in your heart, okay? Go to the moon in your heart, all right? And you won't even have to go to the moon in this real world because you'll know. You'll be so much more full, all right? And once you're so much more full, it reverberates, all right, to everyone else around you. And women, what women are really good at is helping you go spiritually where you've never gone before. All right. And that is a true, beautiful dynamic. And it, it replaces all the anxiety in our, in our lives, all the things that you can, there's so many things as a father, as a, as a boyfriend, as a man, as, as, a, as, a, as a career person, as a coach, as whatever you are, grandpa, uncle, whatever it is you are as a man, there's so many anxieties, the garbage, the dishes, redo in the kitchen. It, it's endless. It's endless. All right. And as long as you allow Satan to put distance between you and God, you will always have anxieties. Okay. So let God know your deepest, deepest, darkest thoughts. Honestly, let him know. Why am I having those stuff? Blah, blah, blah. Keep on going. Okay. But cast all your cares onto him. And you want to God, take care of this. God, take care of this. Daddy, take care of this. Abba, take care of this. I don't know what to do here. Take care of this. Take care of this. I'm not a man. Take care of this. I'm degrading physically. Take care of this. Josh can't say his words right in the podcast. Take care of this. Okay. And women, it's on you. Okay. In a great way. Okay. This is your responsibility as a, as a Christian woman. Okay. It's on you to remind him romantically, sophisticatedly, whatever it is in that moment, by the grace of God, he'll tell you, the Holy Spirit will let you know. How do you show your man that he is, okay, the man, right? Do that for him, okay? Men, men bury so much. Men bury so much, and they always want to pretend that they're okay, okay? Because that's what a lot of their our earthly fathers have done. Deep down, I can promise you, 100% of men are not okay, and they need their woman to tell them that that they're cool, okay? That they're good at basketball and all that. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. That they can cook, okay? That they're still, they still got it. All right, one of those two ways, intellectually physically okay but again god is the main source here all right so the more we help each other and men this, this goes for you too okay uh women don't need it as much as men surprisingly you think it's the opposite uh according to our traditional stupidity i'm talking to men here okay but men are, are women are fairly fairly deeply rooted spiritually just naturally 
And so they don't really need much to go where it is in their hearts that they need to. But again, what they need from a man is protection. Okay, but again, that's a different podcast. I'm going to get into all this. I, I feel like I finally found something that God really wants me to talk about for a while. And so this is just the beginning of it. Okay, I really, really, truly believe that this is something that God wants. He wants households to be homes. Okay, and he wants us to put everything back on him so that we won't have any anxiety. And uh, I'm going to talk about all the problems that families go through. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys the solutions uh, on every level. Okay. So, again, I know this is kind of, we're, we're going to find ourselves in this podcast a lot. Okay. But again, if everybody has family struggles, okay, I'll get into my experience a little bit more. I just wanted this one to be more of a foundational pillar to the next one's leading in. Okay. But this is, this is the truth, man. It, and if I can leave you guys with one thing, okay, especially men, but again, women, I will tell your man this, okay, cast your cares upon the Lord, read Psalm 55, 22, okay, men and women really, really know God as your Abba, as your daddy, and then that way you won't be so afraid, okay, you won't be so afraid to cast your cares upon him, all right, and then your, your family life will be You'll just enjoy the fruit of God's labor, okay? That's probably where, so my next podcast is going to be about time and how to enjoy the fruit of God's labor. So just real quick in general, because I don't want you guys to miss out on anything. Just know that you already have everything you need, okay? You already have self-control. You already have love. As a believer, you already have patience. You already have peace. You already have all of the beautiful family dynamics that you absolutely possibly need, all right? It, it's all there for us right here, right now. The first step into really walking in it is casting your cares upon the Lord, seeing him as a good, good father, as your best friend. There's a word, the word in Psalm 23, one is ra'ah, which is the Hebrew root word for best friend. So people that have had a good earthly father know that their earthly father was also your best friend. It's the same for today, okay? You can go or for God today. So you can... Go to him as your best friend. He's your dad. He's going to take care of you. All right? Cast your cares upon him. All right? Be bold. Be blessed. I love you guys.